North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's getting $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, all of you lovelies. You have tuned in to Dr. Low Radio, where you hear the very best in natural medicine. I'm Dr. Lauren Noel, naturopathic doctor here in San Diego, working with patients locally and all over the world. Check out the website, drlaurennoel.com, at D-R-L-A-U-R-E-N-N-O-E-L.com, and sign up for your free consultation today and get feeling better again. If you guys haven't heard the news, I'm in a new clinic in North County, San Diego, in Encinitas. I'm accepting new patients. It's been getting pretty busy. Starting a practice is very intense. All you doctors listening, you know this. So wearing my doctor hat and my business hat, so it's never a dull moment. And what do I love to treat? Anything digestive, bloating, gas, heartburn, diarrhea, all that good stuff, even already diagnosed conditions, inflammatory bowel disease, all of that's under my way. It's my bread and butter, and we'll learn later why. Um, also working on fertility, hormones, detoxing, all that good stuff, pretty much anything, drlaurennoel.com. You can check out the clinic information on there. Announcements, upcoming shows, got some really good ones um, in store for you guys. November 1st, we will have Chris Cresser on the show. He is the healthy skeptic, and we're going to be talking all about the Healthy Baby Code. Basically a program that is perfect for any of you moms-to-be or if you're already pregnant, and wanting to just have the healthiest baby possible. It's a great program for you. It's designed for you. Uh, if you want to check out a, a free sample of it, go to drlobaby.com. It's D-R-L-O-Baby.com. You can download your free sample and see how you like it. I totally approve of the material. I think Chris Kresser is wonderful. November 8th is the following show. That's with Dr. Kate Shanahan. She's a medical doctor and the author of Deep Nutrition. It's all about why our genes need traditional foods. She breaks it down in a way that I've never seen in any other book. You don't want to miss that show. That's on November 8th. And then future shows coming up in November and early December, we got Dr. William Davis on, author of Wheat Belly, very popular show. Um, Dr. Tori Hudson, she is a women's health expert. We're going to be talking all about uh, herbal medicine for menopause. We'll have Jeffrey Smith on, on GMOs. And then, da-da-da-da, by popular demand, I will actually be the guest on the show. We'll be talking about PCOS and infertility. That's going to be uh, hosted by Evelyn, that show. So I was actually thinking, who do I want to interview on PCOS? And I said, you know what, Dagnabbit, I know too much about it. I have to be on the show. So I'm going to be the guest on that one. So it would be pretty fun. So those are our announcements. Without further ado, I will announce tonight's special guest. This guest is very near and dear to my heart. I told my story before on the show, um, but to reiterate, I was very sick back in the day. I was stricken with a thyroid disorder, acne, digestive problems. I was overweight. You name it, I had it. And it wasn't until I stumbled upon naturopathic medicine that I got my health back. And soon after making my discovery, I had a friend in my hometown who was very debilitated with Crohn's disease. That's an inflammatory bowel condition. And she recovered her health fully after seeing a naturopathic doctor in just about six months. And that doctor is our guest tonight. I sought her out as well, and I learned about the power of this medicine and was guided back to health myself, and she really is that amazing. So our guest tonight is Dr. Carrie Louise Donnell. 
Dr. Carrie Louise Sinnell is a licensed naturopathic doctor. She practices as an age smart consultant in the Live Well Center in Denver. She's an internationally recognized cutting edge expert in natural health care. She designs dramatically effective protocols and targeted physician quality nutritional supplements to ensure results for bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and menopause, as well as reversing bone health challenges and healing the aging metabolism and weight balancing with age total digestive repair, chronic fatigue, and fibromyalgia, as well as food allergy resolution, stress hormones, and brain chemistry balancing, and drug-free sleep support. She's the co-author of Better Breast Health for Life. You may have seen her on the local news across the country or in PBS health programming shows, and you can learn more about Dr. Donnell at drdonnell.com. That is D-R-D-A-E-N-E-L-L.com. We are very lucky to have her on the show. Dr. Donnell, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful to be here. I know. It's weird both being doctors now, huh? I remember sitting at across from you in your office as not even a naturopathic student. I think I was still taking my, my community course classes and just going, wow, I want to be you one day, and here I am. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, you'll be better. And I knew it. I could see it then, and, I, and it makes perfect sense that here you are right now. I, I could always see you here, and it seemed like a blink of an eye to me, although um, you spent a lot of years of dedicated study to get where you are, and it's just so good to see you here. But, you know, it's it's so worth it. It's like the time goes by anyway, so why not do what you're passionate about? And I know that you, you're totally in line with that, too, because whenever I see you speaking, it's like you just glow because you are doing exactly what you love to do and you're super passionate about it. It's a privilege to be able to find it, let alone do it. And so I think that you and I are very lucky that way, and so hopefully we can share that good fortune with anyone and everyone who is looking for our help. Mm-hmm. And I love your story because you have a, a very similar story to me in that you were once sick and you found Vibrant Health. Tell us a little bit about that and what your journey's been like. You know, I spent 10 years uh, battling chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, two autoimmune diseases, eczema, and allergies to every single kind of food, dander, pollen, you name it, I was allergic to it. And it was a pretty rough go for my 20s. And thankfully, I was in naturopathic school at the time when I learned the science behind the digestive repair protocol that I then put into place and that gave me my life back. And so very passionate about doing this medicine because I know there's a huge difference between the kind of contributions a person can make when they are well and vibrant and when they are on the couch begging for mercy. So um, I never, ever hesitate to do the work. I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm just so glad to be healthy enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So so you went to the school up in, in, in Washington at Bastyr University, and then what did you do after that? Moved back here to Denver, Colorado, which is where I'm sitting right now, waiting for the snow to come in, which I'm sure is not your story there in Southern California. <laughs> but um, You're in beautiful Cherry Creek there. It's a beautiful your area. Your family and mine are waiting for the snow here in Denver. Yes, it is very pretty here, and the snow is going to make it even prettier. So. Here we are. I've been practicing for 12 years in this little neighborhood called Cherry Creek North and um, just doing the best I can with every single person that trusts me with their health. That's really, really great. So tell us a little bit about the, the topic tonight. We're talking about healing the aging metabolism. What does that mean exactly? Well, uh, cruising along, minding my own business, and what I found was I had a lot of 40-plus female patients come to me who I would say are pretty particular and demanding, slightly perfectionistic, so of course we get along, 
And um, what they would say is, you know, I've been living this lifestyle for my whole life. I exercise this way. I eat this way. And suddenly it doesn't deliver me the same body weight that it has in the past. And so they were trying to figure out, you know, what in the heck was going on with this weight gain with age. And so I thought, you know, these people really try and they do everything right, but they're gaining weight with age and there has to be something that is changing in the biochemistry, sort of at, you know, the causal level, so to speak, is where I wanted to look that we could change back in their favor. And I thought, you know, if it's changing at that level, it probably not only causes weight gain, but it probably has something to do with the chronic diseases associated with aging. And I thought, if I could figure that out, I could help them not only weight balance, but weight balance in a way that drives health and prevents disease. And you're going to laugh, but I'm just going to say it. Me, my patients, we all agree, we would like to wipe our own backside as long as we can in this world. So <laughs> it, it all fits. There's no cheating, no borrowing from tomorrow to give you today. It's just making people healthier so the metabolism moves at the click, clip that it did when we were all younger. Right, and it's all about looking at the cause rather than going, okay, you have fatigue, I'm going to give you this you know, medicine for that symptom. You have weight gain, I'm going to give you this medicine for that. It's looking at the cause of, because they all have a very similar cause, and that's, that's what you've discovered. Um, what let's, I figured let's out was... Take a, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, let's, let's, let's first, because we can definitely jump into this, let's first take a step back and talk about what is a healthy metabolism and how should that run normally, and then we can kind of talk about how that gets dysfunctioned. And that's perfect because that's how I had to start thinking in order to solve the puzzle. At first I thought it had to be hormones because our hormones change at that time of life and and that's kind of what everybody was blaming it on. But I realized that um, no matter what I did with their hormones, it didn't seem to change the effect of this, this weight imbalance. And then it hit me. It's just metabolism which slows down with age. So I thought, what do I remember from biochemistry when I took it so many times? And that is that the mitochondria, or the powerhouse of the cell, is responsible for producing this thing called ATP, or adenosine triphosphate. And I always tell people that is the currency of the cell. That's like, that's like um, the resource that your cell has to go from point A to point B to get any kind of work done. And so more energy, which you can actually feel as energy, is more health because the everyday jobs that every cell is trying to do, those jobs get done when there is energy there. And if the energy is missing... Yeah, those jobs start to fall down and the body starts to fall apart. And so when you don't have as much energy as you used to have, your metabolism slows down and that potato that you ate lasts a lot longer than it would have, say, you know, when you were eight years old. And so we looked at that mitochondria and we realized that even the counts go down with age. And so my first goal was try to increase the counts of new, efficient, healthy mitochondria in every cell of the body. So I figured out how to do that. And then inside of the mitochondria, I thought, you know, this mitochondria is running certain biochemistry here to produce this cellular energy. What can we do to make that biochemistry happy and work at its highest level? And so then if you provide the, the building blocks for the unit of cellular energy itself, and if you provide the necessary no, nutritional cofactors that drive that biochemistry all the way forward to produce the maximum amount of energy, therein lies the secret to healing the aging metabolism. Got it. So it's from kind of a... a you approached from many different angles, but a very holistic approach with that, right? At the end of the day, any work that I do has to meet with my naturopathic principles. And so um, cheater methods really don't apply. So I would never give somebody 
um, ephedra, for example, which is a wonderful um, Chinese herb for, for short-term use for sinuses as an appetite suppressant or speed in order to um, achieve weight gain because it's actually burning out the adrenals, borrowing from tomorrow to give you today, and shutting down the metabolism through just simply not eating. And so really what we're trying to do always, always, is identify and treat at the causal level. And then certainly, of course, first do no harm. And I think this protocol goes far beyond first do no harm. It actually uh, reduces risk of chronic degenerative diseases with age at the same time. So you feel great, you look great, and you're actually going to live stronger longer. Mm-hmm. I was uh, working at a health fair today at a um, senior living center, and uh, so many patients would come up and fill out the, our free assessment form. We have them fill out like the metabolic assessment form, and, and it's like almost everybody has some sort of adrenal dysfunction, and it's really not accepted in the conventional medical literature that I've really seen. Or I, I don't really hear doctors talking about, hey, I think this person has adrenal dysfunction, but I feel like I'm working on it with almost everybody, and it's working. Do you find this to be the case too? You know, it's very much tied to a lot of the um, hormonal deficiencies that you see in a postmenopausal woman. And so I do see them from that perspective. And women often say to me, well, isn't it natural to run out of hormones after menopause? And I said, actually, no, if you were vibrantly healthy, you would actually come into the postmenopausal stage of your life with appreciable levels of both estrogen and progesterone. And they say, well, then why don't I have any and why don't any of my friends? And I say, well, that's life in America right there. And I think it's even more so now than it was even 20 years ago that just the stressors of getting through this life that we live um, really fries our adrenals. And if you could meet somebody who's lived a Zen life, who hasn't suffered stresses and losses, and see them on the other side of menopause, I think that would be your rare bird that would have their adrenal health intact. The rest of us, we're all in the same boat. We're either suffering or we, we are rebuilding those adrenals, and that's just life in America. Right. Yeah. And stress is stress. I think people forget that, too. It's like, well, I haven't been under that much stress. Well, what about your diet? You know, that can be a source of stress in and of itself. So got to talk about all the different sources of stress because the body sees it the same. It's that shot of cortisol, and that can just get tapped out. You know, it's funny. I always tell people um, about stress, and I say three divorces in ten years, they nod. And I say, you know, your children are facing huge challenges in their life, they nod. And then I say, or... You're a triathlete. And they look at me because isn't that healthy? And I said, anything that requires that you burn the candle at both ends or, you know, you you work a little harder, a little longer, anything where you push your body really hard for a long time without putting something really meaningful back is stress and it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Yep. Totally. It's just kind of relearning things a little bit. So like you said, as NDs, we're always concerned with the cause. We're always asking why, what's going on at the causal level. So, you you talk about this 40-plus-year-old weight gain. What's the root cause of this? So what's getting in the way of this running properly? You know, really what I'm, what I'm working on here is that at some point, the mitochondria count in your body has taken a beating from whatever, toxicity, stress, inflammation, it doesn't matter. Now, certainly some people take a bigger beating, and this happens younger, and other people get away with it a lot longer and they don't take such a beating and they have more mitochondria for longer in their life. But at some point, you just don't have as many. And those mitochondria are nicknamed the powerhouse of the cell. And that's how we all learn it, even in high school biology. And if if any of you remember 
drawing the cell in high school biology. I know that was just a couple years ago. But um, it, it was the kidney bean-shaped organelle that looked like it had a maze drawn inside of it. And that little powerhouse of the cell has a job to produce cellular energy. And so you can only imagine if you have less houses, so to speak, you're putting out less energy. And I think that it's just the natural course of aging for the body. And eventually, if you had no energy, you wouldn't sustain life anymore. And so when you're eight, you know, you have enough energy to run up a hill because it's in front of you or eat a bowl of ice cream every night and still wear a size slim, you know, at the Sears store when you're buying your clothes. But uh, when you're 48, uh, perhaps the ice cream every night isn't going to be a working formula. And at that point, you wonder what's on top of that hill and how badly you want it and do you really need it that fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So things just start to break down. So obviously people listening, they're not going, okay, well, I don't have enough mitochondria because I can count them. I mean, it's just something, you know, it's kind of deeper. They, <laughs> maybe they can't really know for sure. So what would this look like for a person? What are the signs and symptoms of this not working properly? You know, if you're eating the same way and you're trying and you're making a good effort and you're exercising the same way, I always call these patients the triers. They basically do everything right, and they lay their lives out on my desk and say, look, I do this, this, and this. What am I doing wrong? And I say, nothing. That's a clue that this applies to you. Now, this will apply to anyone who's been through some kind of stress and now has fatigue and um, now has weight gain that is unexplained by their lifestyle. And it's not the only cause. Of course, there are a variety of different causes, but you might look into it if that's you. Um, Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum is using um, pieces of this work. Um, on it, he came to this on his own uh, for chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, which makes perfect sense because, again, we're talking cellular energy. And so um, if you're that person who feels spent, then this might apply to you. And the wonderful thing is people actually feel better when they do the work because they actually make more real energy, not like a cup of coffee energy where you kick your adrenals to dump stress hormone to, to wake you up, but literally the stuff of life energy, the viva la vie, the real stuff. And so it feels pretty good to have more of it. And um, if you if you support the body's ability to make more houses, and then support the houses to make more energy, it's just a, a night and day difference for some people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just really increasing their quality of life. So they're just, they're dragging, they're they're doing everything they used to do and just not getting the results that they used to get. That, that's really what you're seeing with this, right? That would be them, yes. And so I always say, if you want to sit on the couch and eat, you know, Twinkies and, and Doritos and drink, you know, Pepsi after Pepsi, and I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble for using brand names. Okay, so snacks <laughs> no. and sodas. You can say whatever you want on my show. It's my show. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> and, and you think this is going to be your magic weight loss pill? I would say no, don't even waste your time. It's not about that. It's about tweaking or perfecting a really good thing. Or it can be about helping as part of a, a bigger protocol, lifting someone out of the horrible place that chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia can be. So how do you assess this for someone? Is it Are you doing testing to see this, or is it basically based on symptom picture? You know, unfortunately, there is no test to measure the count of mitochondria in your body that I know of, and that would be fun because it would be fun to test before and after and see all those new little mitochondria, but I don't think that exists. Um, right. So basically you just, you know, you take someone's case and you collect their symptoms and you hear their story and you embark upon the work. And people always ask me, you know, shouldn't you be able to just do this for a year and then have lasting effects? And I don't really know the answer to that question because it seems like in theory there would be that to expect. Because once you establish a lot more new mitochondria, don't they stick around for a while? They stuck around for a while the first time. Um, But the truth is is that 
these things that I'm using, which we'll hopefully go into later, have so many disease-fighting, well-being-enhancing, age-fighting effects to them that once they get them, my patients won't give them up. So I can't say, hey, can you just do this for a year and then just knock it off because I can't take it away from them. They won't let me. And so basically I just see people staying on it because they're so happy and they feel so good. And people that have gone off of it, um, which is, you know, a few here and there for their own reasons, um, sometimes will will come back later and say, you know what, um, I'm doing okay, but I really liked what I was doing for myself. And I felt even better on it than off of it. I certainly still feel better than I used to. And I only have a few of those to speak about. Um, but even they want it back because they just really appreciate what it does for them. Um, you probably know one of my most sacred uh, principles of naturopathic medicine besides identify and treat that causal level is doctor is teacher. And so I definitely take the time, I'm sure you do as well, to help people understand what these little mitochondria are and how we're working to protect their cellular energy. And, and they know what they're doing and not doing, and so they make very informed choices. I, that really stuck out to me when, when I was working with you as a patient is you explained everything to me to where I could then explain it to someone else. And I still remember you explaining to me leaky gut syndrome. And that back then wasn't really accepted in conventional in the conventional realm. And now it's just it's such a buzz term, right? I mean, everyone's talking about leaky gut, leaky gut all over the place, or gut health. Mm-hmm. And you were just like so ahead of the time. So <laughs> I remember you talking about that. I, I remember you explaining that, um, I think it was like a chain link fence, and you're talking about balloons in between <laughs> each one of those are our cells and how those, you know, can become dysfunction and things can get through. And just, yeah, that was, what was that, like eight years ago? <laughs> That's amazing. Crazy. So obviously that picture stuck in your head, and you can teach it mm-hmm. yourself at this point. So it is powerful to... Um, to really understand what you're working on in your body. And I think it's important for people to have that kind of power when they work with our medicine so that whether you know them forever or you know them for a day, um, they will go on for the rest of their life making more informed choices because they have the the power of knowledge. Yeah, that's how you have such compliant patients because they get it and they are totally on board. So you have designed a program that addresses this specifically. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, First, I designed the program, and then I updated the program, and then I attached it to um, an actual weight loss program for people who need to do more than just slightly balance their metabolism but truly need to take off a serious amount of weight because for whatever reason that got a hand for them. And so the first thing I did was I established the Healing the Aging Metabolism Protocol, and that had three simple pieces that had dramatically effective targeted interventions. And the first intervention was... Um, to create more of the mitochondria or more of the powerhouses of the cell. And that I accomplished by using resveratrol, which everyone's heard of, it seems, at this point. And so let me talk a little bit more about resveratrol. Um, First, I looked into a few other different ways of possibly enhancing uh, mitochondrial count. And it's not like there is no other way, but I thought if this is going to be dramatic and deliver a result for my patients, I need to make my best choice, not any choice that might be a little bit good. And so that's how I landed on resveratrol. Then, when I was all excited about the research on resveratrol, what I found was a very particular caveat to the raw material. And if anyone knows me at all, they know I'm raw material picky because having the right one can make a formula work, and using one that's sort of like it sometimes is so close and yet so far away. And so I decided that I absolutely needed the trans-isomer, they call it, or trans-resveratrol, and that the cis-isomer, or cis-resveratrol, which nobody talks about really, 
but which is out there a lot in the supplements, doesn't really deliver on the research that is so exciting about resveratrol. When you read and read and read about it in all these popular health magazines, you think, oh, resveratrol is resveratrol, and you buy it, and you just take it for good measure. But if you'd like to match the research to your body, you need to be picky and make sure that you're ending up with this trans version of resveratrol. And since then, I, you know, the research always marches on, and so do raw materials and their availability. Since then, I've been looking at um, the methylated version of transresveratrol because methylated nutrients are often better absorbed and have um, better half-lives in the bloodstream, meaning they last longer and serve us better. And then they can donate methyl groups to our liver to make it do its job better, which is good for all of us in this living in this world these days. So um, I never stop thinking about these things and making them as good as the science will allow them to be today. And so definitely no matter what, we're looking at a transversion of the resveratrol. And people um, often ask me, well, where does it come from? And the resveratrol is in the outside of plants, and it's there to help the plant fend off adversity of any sort. And so you can imagine the implications there that would help your body fend off adversity. And as it turns out, when you do research on resveratrol, it is, the, the countless ways that it defends your body against things like Parkinson's and diabetes and heart disease and cancer and enhances um, athletic performance and balances weight. I mean, every which way that you can support health, um, it seems to have um, something to say about it. So that's really exciting about transresveratrol. But um, the, the funny part of it is that it exists in a high amount in the skin of the French red wine grapes. So we always joke about drinking our way there, but uh, you would need four and a half cases of French red wine a day to, to get the meaningful dose. So... Don't try that at home. So um, do your your patients ever talk to you about resveratrol or bring in articles? I mean, I just think it's one of the most popular things out there right now. Oh, for sure, yeah, about the whole anti-aging. I mean, I'm in San Diego. It's like how much more anti-aging place can you get? So, yeah, everyone's talking about resveratrol. But they don't know the difference, and they don't know that methylate is better and that trans is better. And so, yeah, they're not all created equal. No, they surely are not. And so I, I definitely, I started out with straight-up transresveratrol in a meaningful dose and um, because you can't have a token dose. And a lot of times um, they'll, you'll find something on a supplement label and you'll go, oh, look, it's all in there. But when you have 5 milligrams of this and 10 milligrams of that, when you really needed 125 to meet the research results, it just sort of is so close and yet so far away. So we used enough and we used the right form. And then... Um, the next thing we did there was we said, okay, so this biochemistry inside of the mitochondria that is responsible for really producing the cellular energy, what are its favorite nutritional cofactors? And there are a couple of B vitamins there, which almost all of my patients take a multi anyway, so that's covered. But I noticed that there was a particular form of CoQ10 there, that if it was there, you'd get three times the cellular energy production than you would if it wasn't there. And I thought, well, that's important. And I actually remembered that from biochemistry all those years ago. It always stuck in my mind that someday it was going to matter. So I went back to that page in my tattered book, and lo and behold, there it was, but it wasn't regular CoQ10 like we think of. Regular CoQ10 is called ubiquinone, and it's available in what they call the oxidized form. And so as it turns out, to drive this biochemistry forward, you need ubiquinol, the reduced form of CoQ10. And the oxidized form is sort of the leftover thing when you're done driving this pathway forward. Um, and so I thought, well, well, this is a very important distinction to make. You can't give the leftover thing to drive this pathway. You have to give the active thing. Um, and that 
that has quite a bit of discussion even there. Um, some of us genetically do not convert that oxidized form back to the active form as well as others, and none of us do it as well with age. And so if I'm catering to a problem that occurs with age, I thought I need to have the right form. Well, then, as it turns out over the years, it, it was very difficult to isolate this reduced form of CoQ10, this active form, so to speak, um, in a way that would stay in that form, in the pill, in the bottle, to the store, and then to my patient's mouth. And so we needed to still be reduced by the time you swallow the pill, and that was a big problem for this raw material. It was very unstable, and so you'd put it in the pill the way you wanted it, and by the time you swallowed it, it would just be the other thing that you didn't want. And so there are very, very particular um, um, patents around and information around just the right type of things that you mix it with and exactly how you put it in a capsule. And um, if you do it just right, you will get it there intact to the patient, and then then it's rendered very absorbable, actually, which CoQ10 historically has big challenges with being absorbed, but then it's very absorbable. And then you can document huge levels of it in the bloodstream like you really want it to be to fight disease and aging and support the biochemistry. So another very particular little caveat, can't just say resveratrol, CoQ10. You want transresveratrol, you want reduced CoQ10 in a stable form, and um, I had this discussion with a patient last week, and I've always used the one that I knew came out of the company that had the patented form of putting it in the, in the capsule, and I always sourced it out of there. It's in Japan. It's called Konica. But um, what I discovered was anybody can buy the raw material from Konica and put it on their label and say it's Konica Ubiquinol, but if it isn't processed into the capsule just the right way, which is a very particular scientific method, um, then it loses its stability. And so it was a big question because there's, you know, this dirt cheap stuff that people were selling on the Internet that said Konica. And I'm like, well, that looks good. And so I dug and I dug and I figured out, oh, the manufacturing isn't done in the right way, and so you can't guarantee that it's still reduced. So you do have to be pickier than you even want to know how to be, and so that's one of the things that people like you and me can offer to our patients is to know how to be picky and to get them the thing that they think they're getting instead of something that's so close and yet so far away. Right. Even today when I was at, at the health fair, I was explaining the difference between a couple types of vitamins. I had someone walking up saying that they were on Centrum Vitamins, and I was showing them the, the brand of vitamins that I recommend and going down the line of the ingredients and showing them that these are all in the most absorbable forms of the nutrients. And if you look in the other ingredients, it just says a capsule. You know, it doesn't have a whole paragraph of binders and fillers and preservatives and all that stuff because people don't know the difference. So they're spending their good earned money and they're taking these things they think they're getting their health benefits and nothing's happening. So it's, it's just not really fair for people. No, and you know what? I've I've been particular about this since the day I ever started school, which is just a couple years ago. Okay, so quite a few years ago. And <laughs> the one thing that hit me like a ton of bricks right away is, you know, less so now than back then, but, you know, our medicine is up for scrutiny for whatever that's worth. People are always like, does that really work? Is that any good? Is that really going to help me? And I thought, you know what? If we have tools that actually work, our chances of delivering on the research that we've read are going to be a lot greater than if we have tools that don't work. And so I get very bitter about tools that don't work because it makes us look bad. How can right. you deliver results to a patient if you have a broken tool and a, and a non-bioavailable wrongly bound, you know, unable to even break down kind of pill is so different than the right form in the right kind of pill that goes into your bloodstream and then goes into the biochemistry that you want it to. And, you know, the differences are known. There are people like us who do know the difference. There are people who manufacture that know the difference. But 
there are also people out there that just sell to what they call price point, and they don't care. They sell to people who don't know. And so it really is a huge, vast array of different choices out there, and it's you just can't get the job done with a tool that doesn't work. So I'm just like you. I am crazy picky about what my patients use. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so either you guys listening, either do tons and tons and tons of research or get an ND who can help do the work for you and show you what's a good good form to take. Well, well even this so patient, I could tell he was smart as a whip, and he did his he did his homework. When he called me up to say, I found these things on the Internet, you know, he didn't find cheesy versions that made absolutely no sense that he would have chosen them. He found things that I thought, you know what, without being in the field, he did a really good job of doing his homework. And still, how is he going to know that if you don't manufacture the ubiquinol under a certain chemical condition, it's going to be unstable in the pill because he even had the right raw material sourcer on there. It's like you just, it's hard to know. And so if you make your life out of knowing, um, you can be a really good resource or people can actually say natural medicine does work. And I always say, you know what, would you fix your own Audi? Would you fix your own Mazda? Or would you go to a Mazda or an Audi mechanic? It's kind of like people want to work on their body and feel like maybe they should be an expert on it and they feel bad about not being an expert on it. But it's like, well, is that what you do for a living, though? You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a great analogy. So you mentioned the resveratrol, the ubiquinol. What else you got in your toolbox for this You know, the final piece of that first protocol was the actual building block of the molecule itself, ATP, or cellular energy. And it only has three different components. It has three phosphate groups. It has a D-ribose center and an adenine on the side, which is a purine. And when you you provide that D-ribose, which is in the center, which is a five-carbon sugar, which does not act at all like table sugar, actually lowers your blood sugar instead of raises it. So it takes you away from diabetes, not toward it. So it's a safe thing to use. Um, I always caution people with insulin-dependent diabetes, however, to only use it under the supervision of a physician because it can powerfully change the way you need or don't need insulin, maybe to your benefit, but then you don't want to overdose on insulin. So this D-ribose is the center building block of this um, ATP molecule that you're trying to make more of. So if you just provide the building blocks, that's going to be half the battle. And then the other fun thing that D-ribose does is that if D-ribose is in the area, it will help keep the adenine in the area. And there are a lot of reasons why um, people run low on energy besides the fact that they just don't make enough. And that is you're supposed to take off one of those phosphate groups. And remember, it has three, adenosine triphosphate. You take off one of those phosphate groups, you get your energy, and then you pack it right back on and you recycle your energy, and you should never run out. But let's just say you took the first phosphate group off of every single ATP molecule in your whole body, like all 5 million of them or whatever the number is, I don't know. But instead of sitting down and waiting for them to recycle, you said, oh, no, 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 we're going to keep going here because, you know, daylight's burning. So your body says, fine, if you want to keep going, you can have the second phosphate group. You could even have the third phosphate group. Unfortunately, when you do that, the pieces and the parts dissipate and try to leave the cell, and then you're five steps away and and building blocks away from recycling, and so you start to run low in a way that your recycling pool gets smaller and smaller. And I call that the never well since story. And that's where I say never well since three divorces in ten years, never well since I was a triathlete. It doesn't matter. It's just you kept taking and taking from the body when you didn't give it time to rebuild. And there is a famous children's book by Shel Silverstein called The Giving Tree, and if you've ever heard of it, it, it talks about the sustainability of giving. And that is 
The giving tree can give you its apples, and you can take its apples every year, and you can come back next year and it will keep giving you apples. But if you want its leaves and its branches and its trunk, it's not sustainable anymore. And that's when the little child sits on the trunk of the tree and the tree's just given all it can, and it says, don't you want to make me any more apples? And the tree said, you know, I gave too much and I can't give any more. And your body will do that too if you ask it to. It will keep giving until it gives out. And that's where, you know, we really have to safeguard and balance as much as possible, which is almost impossible in this lifestyle that we live. And so that's where you can burn down your energy younger. So you see younger people giving way to this weight gain with age and to this chronic fatigue. Um, but the fun thing is is that this protocol can help rebuild that more serious, deeper issue, which is just cellular energy. So that was the third piece of the original protocol. And when I put that together with patients, they basically followed it for four months before they saw even a pound disappear off their bodies, which was frustrating, but um, they remained patient because they felt so good, because they felt their energy sooner rather than later. But it took about four months before they started to see the tiniest bit of weight shift. And so basically I say it's not an overnight magic huge weight loss. Um, People followed it, and then looking back over the year, they lost between 9 and 18 pounds depending on how big they were to begin with. So smaller people lost less, obviously. And that's where they plateaued no matter what they did. It wasn't like you just keep losing until you disappear into nowhere. Basically it shifts you back to your more optimal version of your metabolism. You're still doing everything right, trying, taking care of yourself, and it's just a little nudge, and it's a gradual, slow nudge backwards. And so that was the healing the aging metabolism to begin with. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure does. That makes a lot of sense to me. And I love going back to the biochemistry and just, you know, not not looking at what other people are doing, but really opening up that book that we haven't looked at in years and, and seeing what is actually going on at the cellular level. It makes a lot of sense to me. Well, that's how we are trained as naturopathic doctors to solve problems. So it's not memorizing solutions. It's how does the body work, what happens when it's not working, and what are its favorite levels of support to get it back to doing what it loves to do on its best day. And that's the beauty of naturopathic medicine, and sometimes that's what works best. Mm -hmm. So you implemented this with your patients. They started seeing results after a few months. They were feeling really good, but then the weight actually started to follow suit, and they found that their metabolism was similar to when they were younger, right? Exactly. And, of course, it doesn't make you younger, but it's nice to have that giddy-up-and-go every day to live your life with with uh, passion and energy and enthusiasm instead of, I call it energy for the tedious. And that is, you know, when you, when you have energy for the tedious, you're like, well, when you don't have energy for the tedious, you, you, you're like, fine, I'll do laundry. I don't have any more underwear left. I have to do the laundry. I will do the laundry. Now, energy for the tedious is the laundry's done, your house is tidy, you've washed the dog bowls, and now you're eyeballing the curtains to see if maybe you could get them down and fit them in the washing machine because wouldn't that be great to just give them a good scrubbing? That's energy for the tedious. And so who knows what you will do with energy for the tedious? You might found a charity. You might volunteer. I mean, the difference you can make in this world with energy for the tedious as opposed to just surviving the day is huge, and the world doesn't need to go without it. And so I think we should all have energy for the tedious. Yeah, for sure. I mean, kids, think of, of how kids operate, right? They, know, they don't even want to go to sleep. They don't even want to want to shut their eyes because life is so exciting. There's so much to discover and do, and sleeping is like the last thing they want to do. But then we get older, we get tired, we can't wait to sleep. You know? Exactly. And I say, you know, why bother if you don't have to? Yeah, for sure. 
So what are so then you you use this program and then you you've kind of um, altered it right based on certain types of patients is that right? You know, recently I attached it to a, a more in-depth um, age smart weight loss program that I designed and, and did a study on last year. And along the way, um, I thought, you know, what else can I do here? And I looked back at that biochemistry. That series of biochemical pathways that we're catering to is called oxidative phosphorylation, and it has uh, it has um, feeding feeding pieces that drive it. And um, so. What I did was I added some 7-keto DHEA in um, in the forms and dosages that were researched and shown to redirect the body's burning toward fat and away from muscle. So you protect muscle mass, which is your muscle mass is your metabolism. And if you lose muscle during a weight loss program, you're in trouble because you've slowed yourself way down, and the minute you eat again, you're going to regain it. Um, and so I wanted to keep protecting that muscle but then support the fat burning by giving the NADH and the NADPH, are, which are just you know the, the entry-level blocks for getting into the biochemistry that makes this ATP. And so it was just a natural fit for the work I was already doing. And for some of the people that were more stuck than others, for whatever reason, it helped unstick them. And so that was fun to have that, um, that sort of bonus fat burning, so to speak. And it's not fat burning like giving somebody those you know, speedy, caffeine-related things at all. It's just directing the body's attention toward fat when it wants to burn energy instead of toward muscle, which you never want to burn your muscle. Um, and then the other thing that I think is so important about driving this biochemistry effectively and having that reduced reduce CoQ10 around is that if you finish and you do make three times the cellular energy, not only do you get that energy, but you kick out hydrogens, which draws in oxygen from the nearby blood supply, and now you've got oxygen inside the cell, which you can only imagine is healthy and good, and it is for another reason, which I'll get to. But the hydrogen and the oxygen get together, and they form H2O, which is water. So now you've hydrated inside the cell where hydration really happens, instead of just water retention, which is in between the cells. And so if you can hydrate in the cell, you've made it healthier. And if you brought oxygen in, what you do is upline from all of this happening. It is an oxygen-dependent um, biochemical pathway choice for your body to make. If oxygen is there, you'll come down here and start making this energy. If oxygen is missing and it's all burned up, you'll go over to lactic acid production, which is a dead end, and you never get to the place where you can cash in on that energy production. So once you get this ball rolling, you actually are on a win-win upward spiral as opposed to the opposite of what was happening in the never well since scenario where you're on a sort of a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a beautiful so more oxygen thing, delivery. Dr. Noel. <laughs> What's that? It's a beautiful thing. For sure, you know, and it, it makes a lot of sense because if you think about it, you have oxygen delivered to the cells. That's energy. And if you have healthy cells, you have healthy tissue, healthy tissue, healthy organs, healthy organs, healthy body. I mean, it's like it's the most building blocks, most building block that you can get is starting from this step because that is really going to have that ripple effect of having a healthy body, right? It truly is, and that's why I love it so much because it's it absolutely adheres to our naturopathic values. Mm-hmm. For sure. So you have you basically started with this program. You implemented this in some patients. They found that they were feeling so much better. They were then losing weight, and then you kind of altered it basically for patients who wanted to maybe go a step further and lose more weight, right? 
Yes, I altered it for my weight loss program patients who needed more than just a gentle adjustment to their metabolism to help them um, direct their energy burning towards fat and away from muscle. And so, you know, there there are a lot of different variations now on the theme in my practice, three of them, I guess, to be exact, based on where a patient is and what they need. Um, I didn't. I just didn't used to work in weight loss um, historically because I I felt like a lot of what people were doing um, in the conventional market for weight loss just didn't at all adhere to my naturopathic principles. But right. um, if, you, if you do it right, you can actually support a person's health and prevent disease while they're losing weight and also make it stay off instead of coming back to them. Exactly, and this really isn't. It's really not a weight loss program at all. I mean, it's, it's a get healthy program, and then weight falls off as as a side effect. It's a good side effect. That's why I call it weight balancing. I just figure if we just balance our weight a little bit back to what would be more optimal for us, that's kind of what it's about. Yeah, for sure. So how is this, I guess, um, has this altered in some other way, or is this, this is the way that things are practiced right now for you? Is this is this is Because I remember you, you said that you started in one way, you've kind of altered it in this way or that way, but this this is the, the, the design program that you've done, right? Yes, this is where I've arrived, and then I just have, you know, a couple of different ways to use it, depending on where a patient is. You know, some people just need a little nudge, and some people, you know, need to be scooped up and taken all the way there. So you meet <laughs> so people where they are. So what are some of the are. benefits that people have uh, found with this program, besides you know, obviously better, losing weight? Better mental clarity, better energy, and then I have some travelers in my practice who who run a pretty rugged uh, travel schedule, either domestically or internationally, which even gets harder because you're moving through so many time zones. And they will say to you that it is night and day for them to have this protocol under their belt for that kind of rigorous travel because, you know, they're obviously traveling for something they care about, whether it's work or pleasure. They'd like to arrive there and be able to perform or enjoy what they're doing. And it's just so much easier for them if they have this, which makes sense, cellular energy, it's oxygen, um, than if they're just sort of left to their own devices. Yeah, yeah. And traveling is such a huge um, stress on the body with oxidative damage and, you know, exposed to uh, – are you exposed to radiation up in the, the, the air? I, yes, you I sure are. So, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> You're, 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 you've got that, and, and you've got time zone changes, and you've got different kinds of foods, and you know it's just, it's wonderful, but it's still something to get through, and um, so it's nice to have to help people. I feel like in my practice, and I know everyone's practice is different, but what I do is I get to help um, this whole side of of my practice, um, people who are already good, be their very best. And then, of course, the other side of my practice, which is the kind of patient I used to be, um, help people, you know, get up off their knees <laughs> of desperation and live their life to the fullest. Both are very satisfying, but it's kind of fun to, to sort of tweak the puzzle, so to speak, to, to take a good thing and make it the best it can be. And, you know, sometimes at this stage in life, and it's not true for you, but it's more true for me with every passing year, um, you realize how short life is, and you realize, you know, I don't have 100 years in front of me anymore, and the years that I do have, you know, it's my turn to live it at the fullest, and I would really like to have a sharp brain and to have um, to stay out of the hospital and to be able to come and go and do and feel agile and energetic and creative because that's who I am. I'm not in a rocking chair here, and I'm not looking for a nursing home. Mm-hmm. It's adding life to your years for sure. I love so that. I know... 
I know people who have who have come to see you as patients, and I and I know about their success stories. Can you give any maybe some examples or an example of uh, how this has affected the life of the patient? Any success stories you could share? Uh, well, just really the things that I really tracked were the weight, um, and, and that we've kind of belabored that, you know, nine to eighteen pounds over a nine to twelve month period. Um, but my favorite story is a young man. I met him just out of high school. And he was heavy, and um, he was suffering from um, epileptic um, seizures. And his lipid profile was that of an older man. And even though he had all those challenges, his brother was captain of the football team, head of his engineering class, lean, mean, fighting machine, all the energy in the world. And they always used to marvel at how different the brothers were, and they couldn't figure out why. And so he came to me, which is very unusual at the tender age of 18 or 19, to learn how to eat and take care of himself, which he always did. He did his very best. And he had to nap about three hours every day um, just to make it through. He worked out every day nonetheless. He took the the bus to college, and he put himself through college. And um, still it was hard to really engage fully in life because he felt like he was very old at a very young age. And basically what I did for him was taught him how to eat and helped uh, mitigate the side effects of his ever-changing epileptic drugs and make sure that um, that they were balanced for him and that at least one doctor in his life knew all the things that he was doing. And so I didn't see him for a long time. And when I created this protocol and saw that it worked and understood the science underneath it, I knew where his dad worked in my neighborhood, and I went running out the door and I grabbed him and I said, you've got to come back to my office. I've got something for your son. Because that very same, I would say year or even six months, they figured out what his problem was. And they had absolutely no answer for him, but they finally had a diagnosis, which was huge to his family. And he had something called myoclonic epileptic red ragged fiber syndrome. And that's a big long name for the fact that his mitochondria Some of them make energy and some of them are duds and don't make energy, which is why he gets older, younger. And so when I I got that report from the genetic counselor, I called the counselor and I said, would there be any harm in making more of these mitochondria? She said, no, actually, some of them would work and some of them wouldn't, but he'd just have more of them, so that would increase his odds. And I said, okay. So I got the dad and he came down. It was Thursday, and in my practice, that's kind of like Friday. So he took his stuff and he went home and... Um, he came back to my office on Tuesday and he said, my son isn't napping anymore. Just over the weekend, he, he already noticed the difference from using the full protocol. And it just brought tears to my eyes because this is the hardest trying kid I've ever met um, that tries so hard and gets very little results. And and so he kept going. I hadn't seen him in a while. And I just figured he would do that forever, which I would if I were him. And so when I was putting together the case studies um, for this protocol, I called him and I said, hey, can I look at your lipids? I just wanted to see if it changed his good cholesterol, bad cholesterol, triglycerides, etc." And he said, yeah, I'll get you the lab results because I had had them all through the years anyway. I could compare. But then I said, you know, by chance, did you lose any weight? He's like, oh, my gosh, I've lost 30 pounds. I said, hey, man, you could have called. <laughs> because that, that guy worked out every day. He ate right. He tried so hard he could never budge a pound because his mitochondria didn't work. And I thought, you know, if it can help somebody with that mitochondrial disease, it can surely help the rest of us. Wow, that is crazy. What a cool story. And, he, you know, he wouldn't have had that help if it weren't for you. So that's got to be a good feeling for you. I love that. I love to be able to make a difference. It's just so fun to be a naturopathic doctor. Isn't it? It's so fun. 
I drive home from work, sometimes just smiling. Like, I probably I look creepy to the person driving next to me. Like, what's her deal? <laughs> just smiling. <laughs> I forgot to mention a phone number for you guys listening. I see some people who have um, are on the switchboard. Actually, one person dropped off. They were a 504. I think they wanted to ask a question. If you guys want to call back in, I will for sure bring you on. So the number, if you'd like to ask a question, 818-495-6919, 818 We have a few minutes for some questions, not to let Dr. Donnell go, because time has flown. <laughs> yes, yes, it has. How long are we on here today? I think we're on for probably about five more minutes. So Okay. Yeah, so, okay, last time I saw you, you were looking fabulous. You always look like you're glowing. So, obviously, besides eating well, I would assume, um, can you give us any of your secrets, Dr. Donnell? Well, I take more supplements than anyone you will ever meet. <laughs> because they gave me my life back on a silver platter, and by golly, I believe in them. Of course, I'm very picky about which ones I will take and make sure they're the very best ones so they deliver for me. But, yes, um, gosh, all the methylated versions of vitamin B, I definitely follow my own anti-aging protocol. Um, and with that, I have the energy to work out on a regular basis, which I think is an easy thing to let go of in the busyness of life because I am so excited about so many different projects in my work world. I mean, my work is just my hobby and my sport and my, you know, my passion. And it, I could easily say, you know, I just don't have time for that exercise. But, um, but I know it's important for balance. And so it's great to have the energy to do the exercise. There was a time in my life when I didn't have the energy to get up and walk across the, the, the floor. Um, so I guess there's, there's no real secret that I don't share with all of my patients and all over my website and with anybody who's willing to listen to me for five minutes. It's just that I actually walk my talk and I follow my own good advice and, and, I, and I take the stuff. And it is an investment, definitely, mm-hmm. but um, I'd rather invest in my wellness and vibrance than invest in my sickness later, which you do one or you do the other. And I, I, I'm going to give my time and money to my health. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's an investment, but it's worth it. It's all about priorities. Definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, so I see a couple people on the switchboard. If you want to ask questions, press 1. I'll bring you on. Otherwise, that's the last call for questions. Um, Dr. Donnell, where can listeners learn more about you? You know, my website is a great place to start, and that's www.drdonnell.com. It's D-R-D-A-E, which is a funny spelling, N-E-L-L.com. And um, there are informational articles there. If you go to the videos page, the top five videos are brand new, um, TV interview, show style, topic oriented. So basically you learn everything you want to and nothing you don't quickly and easily about um, me, Meet Dr. Donnell, uh, Total Digestive Repair, Bone Health, Hormones, and Weight Loss. So those are some really fun resources that are easy. Um, and look for that website to be completely redone in the next four weeks is what I'm promising. I cannot wait. Awesome. Any parting words for our listeners before I let you go? Just uh, never give up. If you're on a path and you're seeking an answer, just keep going because you will absolutely get there. And if you if you do give up, of course, that's a sure way not to. <laughs> yep, that's for sure. Dr. Donnell, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's such an honor to have you as being my doctor at one time and then having you as a colleague. It's It's really an honor. So thanks again. You're welcome. Glad to be here. All right. Take care. Have a great night. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Thanks for the listen. Uh, Our next show is going to be on November 1st with Chris Kresser of the Healthy Baby Codes. Definitely tune in for that. All you soon-to-be moms, all you soon-to-be moms, or if you're already pregnant or already have kids, it's a great program to check out. So drlowbaby.com is the website for that. 
Um, I love Dr. Donnell. Isn't she heartwarming? I just love that woman. Definitely check out her website, drdonnell.com, D-R-D-A-E-N-E-L-L. Have a great night, you guys. I will check you next week. Bye. North Pole Hotline. Help! My in-laws are hosting Thanksgiving, and we're bringing the dressing. You mean stuffing? No, dressing. I need cute outfits for everyone. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's kicking off the holidays with stylish denim, velvet tops, the season's best dresses, and 40% off your entire purchase now through Tuesday. 40% off? We'll be stuffing our shopping bags full. And don't forget colorful sweaters and amazing outerwear, too. You can even buy online and pick up in store for free. Ooh, I love an all-you-can-wear buffet. Holiday your heart out at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1118 to 1120. Exclusion supply. See stores for details. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.